Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Welcome to the show, Living Alive Insiders. I am so passionate about today's episode topic and excited to bring on this guest who I've been waiting for for years to say yes. Today's episode, we are going to talk about actually living in your purpose to live your life fully alive because I believe that when you are living in your purpose, it's truly the sweet spot in life. So rather this is in your work or extracurricular activities, or maybe nonprofit work, whatever it may be, this is a great time to see where you're at personally. So here's some questions just to ponder before I introduce the guest. First of all, do you love what you do? Like really love it? Or has maybe just work or the way you live your life daily has just become a means to an end, just a way to pay for bills, or maybe just attached to a title that you've been for so long, or maybe the greatest intent of your work week is something like you just are trying to get to a weekend or vacation or even worse, just your lunch hour. And finally, if somebody took away your work, would you actually be relieved or devastated? In today's episode, you're going to hear how our guest truly lives in the sweet spot, how he developed it, how he maintains it, and also how he helps other people find their sweet spot and to live in it. Our guest is an entrepreneur, business coach, life coach, and one of our new Living Your Life Alive coaches. I would like to welcome to the show, Mike Tarantino. Yeah, thanks for having me. I thought it'd be pretty awkward if I said no, so uh, here we are. Well, since we live in the same house, that would make it pretty awkward, but we are in two different rooms recording this today. And I'm super excited to bring Mike, who's my person, my guy, my love, my business partner, my actual probably partner in crime in many ways. But I'm excited to bring him to all of you guys because um, as a Living Alive Insiders group, many people have been asking for information and for guests to talk about business and or financial matters and really how to pivot in their life. And that's one thing I really respect about Mike is knowing when to pivot in business and what that looks like. And so I'm going to just dive deep and these conversations are always organic and you never know what's going to pop out of it. But one thing that I really admire is not only that Mike knows how to pivot in business, but he really holds true to living alive in the businesses, or you'll hear about careers that he's had that once you know you get past the money thing in life, like what really makes you feel alive? And when you don't feel alive in that business, what to do about it. And so 
I'll just take you guys back from the beginning. So Mike, can you just tell us how you started your first business 20 years ago? Sure. I mean, I grew up on Cape Cod. It's a vacation town and there's a lot of seasonal summer businesses there. And it was just natural for me to, after working at some of these companies when I was in high school and college, to want to start my own. So about 20 years ago, I did. Awesome. And what kind of business is that? I am in the water sports industry. So we do jet ski rentals, parasail rides. Uh, we've done stand-up paddleboarding, uh, larger trips uh, with more passengers and bigger passenger boats, boat rentals, fishing, all sorts of things over the years. All the fun stuff. We sell fun. We help people have fun. That's our mission statement. So how did your business go for the first few years? Horrible. Um, <laughs> it was really hard to earn a living for the first few years. And uh, as my family was starting to grow, I, I went out and got a, a real job uh, in biotech while you know trying to run my business at the same time. The first 10 years uh, weren't very easy. 10 years. And I think that's what people expect in business is that people always think, well, this might take a month or three months or a year to get going. But people don't realize that it takes a long time to get businesses up and running. It doesn't mean that they're not maybe profitable, but you might be going the opposite direction. And so what kept you going those 10 years? Love. I absolutely love what I did. Um, I, if I made a mistake, it was, uh, it was hard on me because our season was only two months long. So uh, if you made a mistake, if you didn't catch it really fast, um, you had to wait another 10 months to have the chance to correct it. And it was like starting up all over again. You had to come up with startup money all over again and whatnot. Um, but what kept me going is I, I just, I was doing what I was put on earth to do. Wow. And how did you know that? When you get up in the morning and you look yourself in the mirror, if you're getting ready for work someday and you're going to a job that you like, but don't love, or God forbid, maybe even hate, you know, there's a moment when you're brushing your teeth that you finished when you look at yourself and, and you just have to ask, you know, my, you know, what day of the week it is. If you call Wednesday hump day, if you can't wait for Friday, if you dread Mondays, you know, you're on the wrong track. But if you have no idea what day of the week it is and you can't wait to get to where you're going in the morning, well, then, you know, you know, you're on the right track. Through those 10 years, obviously you started your business for the first few years, which were rough. You go and work, you have, your season is extremely short. Most people are in business, we get a kind of fail forward daily. I know when I started my business, I was making mistakes daily. And then I, the next day I got to try it. I didn't have to wait, you know, a whole, almost a whole year to try again. So as you're failing forward, what kept you from like really throwing in the towel? Were there, were there days that you just want to throw in the towel and say, this wasn't worth it. And you're making decent income, you know, in a, in a good job. There were a lot of days, um, and there were a few times where I almost quit. Uh, there were a few times when I had buyers for equipment lined up, or one time I had a buyer for the whole company lined up. And I, uh, I changed my mind or something came in and just reminded me of why I do this and that I don't want to give up. And, uh, and I didn't quit, but yeah, there's a lot of times I wanted to quit. I want to dive in deeper about you expanding your business to different locations and knowing when to pivot and when to sell and those types of things. But I want to like fast forward you till today. What is that feeling like now for you to get up in the morning and work the business now 20 years later? You know, all days are 
different. You know, some some are some are challenging, and some you can't wait for them to end. But most of the time, I can't wait to go to work in the morning. I can't wait for spring to start getting set up for the season. And I think of the times that I almost sold my business, and it gives me like a sickening feeling to imagining imagine if I had gone through with that. Yeah, or just quit, just walked away. Right. Well, I'm sure glad you have <laughs> you have the business that you love right now. So during the 20 years, I think for any entrepreneur, different situations come up. So we always have opportunities to come up to either partner with people or expand, or there's so many different opportunities to come up and some which you've made that were successful and some unsuccessful from all the things that you did as you expanded to different locations, bringing partners in, all the different things that you've done over the last 20 years, we don't have to get into the details. If somebody is thinking about, if somebody's listening right now and thinking about starting a business. So if you can go back to that feeling of you just, you know, you said it was just kind of naturally like, okay, I've worked in this industry. Now it's kind of natural for me to start this. I think a lot of people think about starting businesses and things like time or money, you know, or maybe fear holds them back. But what could you give the listeners maybe a few questions to ask themselves to see if they're ready to start a business or go in business by themselves? Absolutely. I think the first one, the most important one is when you look yourself in the mirror, are you doing, can you honestly say you're doing what you were put on earth to do, that you're working within your love? You are, uh, are you making someone else's life better is a great question. Um, Because if you're going to work and not enjoying it, if you're a teacher and you don't like what you do for a living, you're not making any of those students' life any better. Uh, but when you can honestly say that, yes, I get up every day to serve other people and to make their lives better, you know, you're on the right track. That's a great thing to focus on is serving. And that's one thing that we focus on in living your life alive is not only just doing what you're supposed to be put on earth to do, but it does have a ripple effect. You know, I think some of us are, could be good at doing a few different things, but when you step into that place of love and really what you're called to do, you can feel that ripple effect in a a positive way instead of having no effect or a negative effect. Yeah. You, you can't hate what you do and, and do well at it. You can't be the best at something if you don't love it. And when do you think somebody should not go into business? Like when is really bad timing or is there such a thing? That's a good question. There's always an excuse not to start a business. There's always an excuse. um, Good ones, ones that you can live with for the rest of your life. Like, um, I, you know, I didn't want to risk um, my money, my family, like I need steady income or I have to have health insurance for, for the family. But um, there's always a good excuse not to go into business. And, you know, I think it, and it's a lot like starting a family. Um, there's always a, a, a reason to wait. There's, always, there's never a good time to have an infant in the house. Um, you just have to do it and you have to do it when you want to do it. And when you're feeling you, know, you have the most courage. And you're, uh, and you're not, you know, listening to all that fear. Fear is such a crazy thing. I heard the other day about, you know, I always say you can either walk in fear or walk in faith, but you cannot walk in both. And it's, it's such a powerful thing to watch people, you know, it's easy to watch people teeter totter back and forth, but really you have to just put your feet to that, to the pavement and make it happen. Yeah. Another way of saying that is, um, are you living a fear-based life or a life based in love? Um, love for what you do. Yes. And it's been awesome to be around you and grow with you in business where, you know, you can, there's passion and love 
towards what you talk about all day and getting up. I always said, it doesn't matter who I'm with. I just want them to feel passionate about what they do. And then watching you move into actually consulting other businesses and, you know, giving advice. I think all of us kind of start off as just, you know, whether it's a friend or business or whatever, you start giving advice for things you've been through and maybe have some wisdom to pass on, but for you to really, for me to watch you consult other people, it's been awesome in business because you're just as passionate about that. So tell me kind of how that turned into, you know, you just wanted to share your experience with others. Well, if you start asking people questions, if somebody shows a desire to resign from their career and to start their own business, to take that plunge, to step off that cliff, the questions that that I ask is, you know, well, what's stopping you? And they usually say things like a steady paycheck, um, uh, benefits, uh, my benefits from a my job, my 401k, my health insurance, health insurance, a big one. And if you just ask them, you know, all right, so what's that look like if you don't have that? They say, well, I'd have to buy it somewhere else. How much is that going to cost? Well, the health insurance, I'd probably bill $500 a month. Well, how much do they take out of your paycheck a month? So you're sort of already paying it, right? And they'll say, yeah, so that, that excuse doesn't really that doesn't really hold water, right? Yeah, that's not a really good reason. All right, well, well, give me another reason. And it just goes on like that until finally, you know, either they become so defensive um, that you're challenging their beliefs so much that they can't start their own business, or they start to see that, you know, I don't want to live a fear-based life. I want to, uh, I'm ready to do this. Yes, and I think that's why mentoring and Coaching is so important. I, mean, I know you've had coaches in your own life. I've had coaches in my own life to really kind of peel back the layers of that because sometimes it just feels like it's too much or too overwhelming. But once you peel those layers back and that's what coaches have done for me, they've peeled those layers back to where I can start seeing like, oh yeah, that's true. Oh yes, that's true. And then you finally get down to the core of that. And like, what is really there is that desire. And that desire is what usually will spring you forward and and give you the courage to do that. And I know that 90% of people start businesses hold on to their jobs for a while, you know, just like you were able to work and then, you know, have some form of income. And, you know, we're never the ones to say jump and like, just jump into the unknown with no plan and quit your job today. That is not what we're saying because I, I am, I built a successful business alongside a full-time job and, you know, four children I was raising at home and I know you did it similar, but the thing is, is that I think sometimes if you don't give yourself a timetable on that, there's always that, that, that back door, you know, if you just kept working at that good career forever, when are you really going to put your feet into your business? And, but, you know, it's that process I think you have to go through of like, can I trust this and, and make that jump. And it's scary. It's really scary to think, you know what, I'm not going to get that paycheck. I'm just going to jump in and do this. I think in the beginning, it's kind of nice to like, okay, I'm going to start this business on the side. And rather you're really focused on, I saw um, this show yesterday where either entrepreneurs like work a job nine to five, and then you have to build your business on the nights and the weekends. And, or you're really focused on your business. And then you have to work side gigs, whatever you have to Uber, you have to do whatever you can on the weekends, bartend, whatever it is to keep that business in the forefront. So what do you see as far as when you consult people about that kind of like, I'm in with one foot, I'm in with two feet. What advice would you give to people on that? You know, it's different for everybody. So some people uh, want to leave their career and they just have to, they can't do anything on the side. 
Um, maybe you're a hairdresser and you want to start your own salon and you start to build up some clients that you do on the side and then, you know, you have to make that leap. But you know, people put all this faith in this, that their job is security. And that, it just cracks me up. I was thinking about this morning, I was walking on the beach and there was a, a sailboat that wrecked on the beach about a week ago. It was a beautiful sailboat. And now it's just an utter and total loss, salvage job. And I was looking at this boat and I'm going, man, you know, there were probably some things on that boat. Like maybe they just, maybe they just oiled the teak or maybe um, somebody had a to-do list the next day and it was replacing a light bulb or polishing some metal. And none of that matters in an instant. None of it mattered anymore. It was just a wrecked sailboat waiting for an insurance check. And it's sort of like that with a, a career. You know, you go to work one day and you work as hard as you can. You do a good job and you pull in the door and it's locked. You didn't lock that door. <clears throat> so, excuse me, I get choked up sometimes when I think about all this. The people that that happens to, they go to work, they try as hard as they can. And then uh, they just lose their job. At least when you decide to start your own business, you decide to quit, you decide. This episode has been brought to you by Autumn Shields as an independent consultant with Arbonne International, where healthy living is made simple. Arbonne, as a company, believes in a holistic approach to beauty, health, and wellness. Autumn can coach you on your healthy living journey to look and feel your best. Have you been thinking about starting your own business? Autumn can mentor you in starting your own online health and wellness business with Arbonne. Visit autumnshields.com to learn more. It's a big thing. And I think so many people experienced that this past year that I think it's why so many people's world got rocked is that just the idea that, oh my gosh, I thought what I've been doing for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years, I thought it was secure. I never thought that my business would close or I would not my business, but my employer's business would close or where I go to work every day. And I think a lot of us just feel like the rug got pulled out from under us. And that's one thing that is felt good about owning your own business is that you do have control. I mean, that's good and bad because sometimes I have to go look in the mirror and I'm like, I would fire myself today. We do have, you do have more control. And this podcast is not about jumping in and starting your own business, but this is about doing something that you love every day. It doesn't matter if it's a career. It doesn't matter if it's your own business, whatever it is, is that you have to really stop and ask yourself, do I love what I'm doing? And even if you're in business for yourself, can you tell Mike, the, when you've owned businesses, similar water sports businesses, but you didn't love them and what that one was like waking up. Oh gosh. I remember, uh, I remember waking up and my, when that first thought hit my mind as I was starting to wake was, I hope I'm sick enough to not go to work or maybe I can get a car accident on the way to work and not have to go. It's just a sickening, horrible feeling. Oh no. But, uh, but, but just to pull back a second to, to, to what you said about you know, when you have to make a decision in a business and, and, you know, sometimes you make the right decision and you make a lot of money and you're like, I did that, you know, or then, you know, you make a decision and it was a bad decision. And you're like, I, I, I did this, I lost this money, but there's nothing more empowering than being in control because when you work for somebody else and they make a bad decision and it affects you, there's not much you can do about that. But when you work for yourself and you make a bad decision, you can, at least the thought process goes something like, Hmm. Okay. Why did I decide that? Uh, that wasn't a very good decision. Well, I guess this was the information I had at the time. Well, what would I do differently in the future? That's a great idea. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. And it's an empowering feeling to go forward and know there's hope. 
when somebody else is calling the shots and they're affecting you, there's nothing you can do about it. That's the opposite feeling. That's just, you're just a victim. Absolutely. And so at the beginning of COVID, we agreed on these things, which was good to make these decisions. But as COVID set in, you and I had started looking for a house and bigger commercial real estate for your business. And, you know, there was a lot of things that, you know, all of us didn't know what the world was going to look like for these several months. But can you take us through from your, you know, I know why I made the decisions I did, but a male standpoint on when, you, you know, people kind of hunkered down and started living very fear-based, you you and I decided to walk things out in faith. But can you talk about the decisions around that and then what came out of that? Yeah, when you just, um, when something happens like COVID, or it's not really a great example because it's a once in a century type of thing, but when something happens, you start to imagine how it's going to affect your business. It's It's just an imaginary thing. You're just like, kind of pulling together some information that you learned in the news or something that happened in the past or something that somebody else said and you just project it onto the future it's 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 worthless it uh you just don't know you can't judge something good or bad uh at the time you can only do it when you look back so when covid hit a lot of my peers in my industry were talking about not opening this year uh, we can't open because of this we can't open because of that and I just thought, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, because of you know, remembering instances in the past, I'm not going to judge this good or bad. I'm just going to wait and see. I'm going to make decisions and pivot as fast as I can. And uh, I'm going to move forward with, uh, with getting ready for a busy summer. And, uh, and it was, and it was scary. There were people canceling all their hotel reservations on the island, um, real estate, Companies that, that rent homes were closing their doors, and then all of a sudden everything flipped around, and and we did. We had we had the the greatest summer ever, and there were some people I know that didn't open, um, and they just missed out, and it was just living in fear. I lost a company a few years ago in the Virgin Islands, and I remember thinking, what a failure I am. This was so horrible that I closed these doors. And a few months later, it got hit with two Category 5 hurricanes. And I, I would have lost everything if I had stayed there. Uh, so here I am spending half a year judging myself a loser and a failure. And, you know, ironically, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah, I think it's so important what you said about not judging things as good and bad because our brains want to process information and categorize it. So if I hear that the weather is going to be a certain way today, I want to know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I want to know what the stock market's going to do. I want to know, no matter what it is, what information comes in, I want to say if that's good or bad. And to get in that place where I don't know if this is good or bad because we haven't lived through it yet. So I'm not going to project it. We try to make the smartest decisions we can, but we are just going to act as if we're going to put all the energy into that we're opening, that this is going to be a great year. And it is scary to hire employees or move forward and start purchasing things for business when you're thinking, am I really going to open? But to not assign good or bad on something I think it's so hard to do to not pass that judgment of good and bad because we don't know what it looks like. And what if we, if we say it's bad, then that's what we're going to get. If we're going to say it's good, that's what we're going to get. But to really just stay present in the moment and say, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to make a decision to do it and move forward. And that's exactly what happens. Same with purchasing the house. It's, you know, it was, it was a scary time. People told us we were stupid for, you know, purchasing a house during this time and the, the, you know, the housing market could crash. Well, of course it could, it could crash today too, but moving forward in that 
faith and that energy of this is going to be a good thing. We don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing, but you, you have to make that decision and you have to stick with it. Yeah. The conversation really comes full circle here when you look back and think that, you know, trust in yourself or you put that trust into somebody else to take care of you. And that's really the difference between being an entrepreneur and being an employee. Yes. That's so true. Cause it's scary. And I would much rather have other people make decisions for me so I could blame them <laughs> when things went bad. You know, you're hundred percent somebody else, but which life do you want to live where you decide when the door gets locked or when you're the one that just realized that the door doesn't open anymore. Yes. And it's fun to think about that and create a life of what you would really do. So um, any closing tip that you want to share with people that are thinking about pivoting right now and in these times of people maybe not wanting to go back to work or people pivoting their businesses or one last tip you want to share? People, I think it's a fair statement to say that most people don't like change. And COVID has just drug us kicking and screaming into some major changes very fast in our lives. And we, people all started off complaining about it. Like, I mean, you told me the other day you came in from a, a Zoom networking meeting, you started off with like, well, this is going to be the stupidest thing in the world. I've been at BNI forever. Now I have to sit on a Zoom call to network. And, and you came out of that call an hour and a half later, so excited about the amazing connections you made. You didn't have to get dressed. You didn't have to go to a restaurant. You didn't have to park the car and you get just as valuable and maybe even better connections out of it. And I mean, that's just one example. I could probably name 20. Uh, and, and, and these are happening all the time now. And uh, if you want to look at the bright side, because you can choose, you can choose to look at a positive or you can choose to look at the negative. There's, there's both options on every single thing in life uh, or every single conversation. So if you want to choose to look at COVID as something that uh, destroyed your business or you know, made it so that you can't operate the way you used to, fine. Uh, that's your reality. If you want to look at it as, wow, what an opportunity to learn new or better ways of doing things. If you guys would like to get in touch with Mike, we're actually offering free coaching and our actually a free consultation. So if you're maybe in that place of wanting to start a business or in business, knowing you need to pivot. And, you know, I think one of Mike's strengths is really thinking outside of the box. I'm kind of the person that stays in the box and just keeps pedaling in the same direction and working really, really, really hard at the same thing. Mike's really good about plucking you outside of the box to see a different way of doing things. And just sometimes I believe those little tiny pivots in life are worth so much time and money and energy. And so if you're thinking about starting your own business or you're in business and would just really like some fresh eyes on your business, you can get a hold of Mike at our website and livingyourlifealive.com. All of his contact information also in the show notes. So thanks again for your time today, Mike. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And regardless of where you are in life, rather you're feeling like you're a passenger in your own life, and just trying to get through the day, or you feel like a boat tied up to a dock because maybe you're just too scared to set sail, or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. I would love to connect with you on your journey. So please find me at autumnshields.com and or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary guide on living alive, visit the site and it is there waiting for you. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Please take a moment to review or download this episode where you listen to podcasts. Make today the day you decide to live fully alive and leave some room for the unimaginable. 
So until next time, my friends, keep following the nudges.